This is a Thriving in Ministry podcast brought to you by Daily Pastor. At Daily Pastor, we know that church leaders want to be better equipped for ministry. You need encouragement to not just survive, but thrive in the place where God has called you. Most training and resources don't really prepare church leaders for the challenges they will face. These real-world challenges can make you feel overwhelmed, underprepared, isolated, or burned out. We believe you don't have to face challenges alone. It is why Daily Pastor helps church leaders and volunteers find the encouragement and tools to thrive in ministry. On today's show, we are talking about how to avoid burnout in ministry. We know that burnout is a serious threat for people in ministry, and uh, burnout occurs when we are either physically, emotionally, or spiritually drained, and it hinders our ability to minister effectively. So how do we avoid that? How can pastors and ministry leaders lead in a way that allows them to flourish and grow instead of dry up and get drained? Dace, you wrote an article a while back about avoiding burnout by creating boundaries. Talk to us today about why you wrote that article. Hey, Kyle. Well, I think the reason why I wrote it was because I realized I need boundaries in my own life. And that ministry, when we just allow all of the demands of ministry, all of the pressures, all of the things that we're called upon to do to to set our course, um, that will dry you up. That will exhaust you. That will deplete you spiritually. And there's a passage of scripture that I want to start with today, Kyle, and it's a passage that I I love, and I return to this passage often, and it's John 15, 5. It's Jesus uh, saying, I'm the vine, you're the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. I, I love that passage. I return to it because it just reminds me that the most important thing in life is for me to remain connected to Jesus. And my real ministry is going to be found in that place. It's going to be connected with uh, Jesus and that personal relationship, that walk. And then whatever I do ministry wise, whether I'm preaching or teaching or counseling or some other, making some other ministry decision, hopefully that's an outflow of that relationship. And uh, so, you know, that passage, it just speaks a lot to um, how I think ministry should be done uh, with Christ first. And let me let me just be uh, in a moment of transparency for for me. Burnout has been real in my life and uh, coming from corporate America in a background where pressures were not only to uh, those in authority, but also shareholders and, and employees and, and everything else, uh, burnout has hit me, uh, hit me really hard uh, when I was in uh, San Francisco driving across the Golden Gate Bridge. And uh, it was a moment of sheer panic. And I don't know whether you call it a, you know, it was a literal panic attack or a, a meltdown or a burnout. But <clears throat> for me, it was a, a moment that I couldn't do it all. Uh, a realization that Uh, I couldn't be everything that I needed to be simply without a support system. And so uh, for me, there were very some some practical things that I learned. uh, But what are some things uh, that you would share with pastors today on, on how they can avoid burnout? Well, absolutely. And, you know, your experience in corporate America, I think, can be paralleled in in ministry. The pressures are real. And the only difference I think is, is that in ministry, oftentimes there's a culture that we don't want to admit 
that we need help because we're the guy or the person, the leader that is expected to have the answer. We're, it's almost like we're expected or we feel that we're expected to be above that or beyond that. And, you know, so those types of things are, are, are real threats in ministry. And, and I've had similar situations, not on the Golden Gate Bridge, but on other bridges, maybe a lot smaller. I felt that that feeling that there's no way I can face and deal with what what I'm facing and what I'm called to deal with. And so, you know, I think before I give any anything further on the practical level, I just want to say, what seems to be the case to me is, is that God often puts us in situations that are beyond our capacity to deal with. And through that, we've got to learn a different way, which goes back to that verse. We've got to learn to abide in Christ so that God can be the one who fights these battles. As we follow him, he 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 fights the battles. When As we're sitting here talking about it, uh, I'm reminded of a couple of conversations, and, and frankly, it's alarming to... Um, what is going on in, in church leadership? Uh, you know, two things. One, Carrie Newhoff right now is, uh, I believe, writing a book centered around this topic. And, and so I'm looking forward to that in the next year. But he was speaking at a, uh, a summit in Dallas recently, and he surveyed 1,200 church leaders in this room. And he, he clarified burnout and said, okay, this is how we're going to define it. How many times have you experienced burnout in the last year? Zero times, one to two, three to five, six or more. And 93% of the pastors said that they had experienced burnout in the last 12 months. And you could see he was literally taken aback by it. And he just challenged it. He said, this is not right. I remember a, a conversation I had a few weeks ago with a senior pastor of a church. And he mentioned that in his collection of, of pastors in his denomination that 75% of the senior pastors were on either antidepressants or anti-anxiety medication. Yeah. Wow. And so it's not a topic that we, we can avoid. Yeah. Um, and, and we've talked before about isolation. Uh, and so let's just acknowledge that in the room today and acknowledge the need for, for help, even on a very deep level. Um, but today, I don't know that we can go that deep. Uh, so let's talk about some of those practical tips and and kind of what uh, your vision is and, and just an encouragement for pastors. Yeah, you bet. And uh, by the way, I'm looking forward to reading that book as well. And but for me, just just practically in the ins and out nuts and bolts of things, you know, we've got to have margin. I'm the type of person I like to have a lot of things going on. I like to have projects that I'm working on, but you know. We have to have margin in our lives to stay focused on Christ and to do what most honors God. And that begins with our relationship, our family uh, relationship, our wife, children, caring for those around us. And it just comes down from there, kind of like a pyramid. And so I think for me, when it comes to margin, there's one thought that really uh, impacted the way that I think about that. And it's just this recognition that Jesus was not available all the time. He was not available for people all the time. Uh, the image in scripture sometimes that that we wrongly see is is that all oh, Jesus was you know here there everywhere always had the answer but we forget that he according to Luke Luke would retreat into the mountains and he would pray he'd spend a night in prayer the disciples didn't know where he was that's just one example simply to illustrate the point that Jesus was not always available 
And as a recovering people-pleasing pastor, I have to remember I can't be available all the time. Um, I'm not everyone's answer. Now, should you return calls in a timely manner and email? Sure, that's certainly. But we also have voicemail and we can also use some of those technological tools to carve out some margin. Jesus wasn't available all the time to everybody and nor should we be. A second truth that I have to remind myself of all the time is that I need a day of rest. God created the world. One out of seven days was was committed to, to rest, to a Sabbath. Work was to cease. And you see that pattern clearly in the Old Testament. And I can't tell you how many times I've gone day after day working on projects, doing things, and not taking a day of rest, not having margin. So Cal, for me, The way that I maintain margin, I think it starts with the recognition that first, Jesus wasn't available all the time. And second, there has got to be a day of my week. That day is probably not Sunday. Usually it's not. That it's got to be a day of rest. There's got to be a a different pace, a different rhythm where I say no to some things and yes to some things where I've got a genuine day in there, one in seven, where I am I'm unplugged and focusing on um, rest, my relationship with God, and replenishing my heart and my soul. Yeah, and it's not just about physical rest or even spiritual rest, emotional rest. It is about the mindset of, of, like you said, I mean, a lot of pastors, a lot of church leaders are people pleasers, right? And so how do we stop and say, I don't have to please everybody today. Maybe that is the rest. Maybe that is the Sabbath of what God is calling you to in this season is simply rest from people pleasing. So uh, I know you have a couple of specific examples here about, you know, what does it look like with social media or or discipline of being able to to turn off and unplug? Uh, What are some of your thoughts behind that? Yeah, you bet. So margin and in order to maintain margin, we've got to have discipline. So that means turn the phone off. And I do not like doing this, to be honest with you. But there are times when we just have to. and We have to make that our, our, our practice. One helpful thing in the evenings is when you're with your family, why not put the phone in the other room? It doesn't have to be on your person. You don't have to be messing with it all the time. Because even if you're doing something that you consider rest on the phone, people can still call. They can still text. It's still an interruption. And <laughs> I think we all know that one good text or one bad text can really mess an evening up. So turn the phone off or separate yourself from it. Uh, secondly, to maintain that, 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 that discipline and margin, Hey, schedule family time. You know, we, we make appointments all the time in ministry. There are days, events, conferences, meetings, Every pastor has schedules meetings. Well, why not schedule your family time? Why not carve that out and so that you can honestly look at someone and say, no, I, I can't do this. I've got another obligation. And you do have an obligation that might just very well be significantly more important than the obligation you're being asked about, quality time with your family. I'm not recommending or not <laughs> saying that we shouldn't work hard or be committed to serve people. Absolutely. But you've got to be able to maintain that margin and have to have discipline to schedule uh, family time, a day off or a season off, whatever the case may be. And then the final thing you touched on it a minute ago, Kyle, to say no. We can't, we are not everybody's answer. Jesus is the answer. And in any way that 
God uses me to, to help another person. It's just the fruit that comes from an abiding relationship with Jesus, back to John 15, 5. So I have to say no. I don't like to say no sometimes. I got I got a call the other day, this past weekend, by a pastor. He's actually from another denomination that I am a part of, and they were doing an interview for his denomination. And since we were working on some things, he said, hey, you know, you ought to come. And, you know, well, I'm like, oh, man, that'd be cool. That'd be great. Well, that was on Friday was the only time the guy could come. And that was the day we had already said, hey, we're going to go spend some time going grocery shopping and doing some of those other things with the family. Yeah, absolutely. You know, going to Walmart. Awesome. And uh, and I initially said yes to that thinking, okay, yeah, that's what I need to do. But man, when that's the only day that you have that is specifically designated for family time, it's important. It's important for, and at that moment I knew the right call was to say no. So yeah, discipline and margin, I think are the words for me today in order to maintain that margin. You've got to get practical. You've got to get aggressive. And when you do that, I think when you put first things first, I think that we can handle uh, those stressful times, those difficult times, those, those times where we get pressed, we can handle them so much better because there's a reserve there. If it's just yes, 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 all the time, I'm the answer, we get depleted, we get exhausted, we get burned out, and we have more, for lack of a better term, bridge encounters, bridge moments like we talked about earlier, where instead of driving across the bridge, we're ready to jump off the bridge. And I I don't think anybody wants to go there. So I do want to be able to share uh, with those people who may be going through a time where preventing burnout that it's not a proactive thing. Maybe you're in a reactive state. And uh, a scripture that really spoke to me during my season of burnout was found out of Isaiah 43. And in it, it says, Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And so if you're facing burnout today, understand that maybe God is doing a new thing. He's creating a new path for you. Yeah, great work, Kyle. Absolutely. I think that that's really just a a wonderful point that you made there. There's a reason why God allows us to experience the pain sometimes of these pressures. And I think if we can press into Christ and learn something needs to change in my life, something needs to change in my focus, something needs to change in my schedule, I think we'll be the better for it. Uh, God does not call us to burn our lives up in our own power. He calls us to to live boldly for Christ. And even when we give everything up, we're giving everything up for Christ, not just because we're trying to work hard in, in our own effort or flesh. And for me, that is where I found true freedom. So coming outside of uh, the pressures and saying, Hey God, like this is all like I, I, you know, I figuratively have nothing. Take it from me. Uh, when I hit that low spot, I can tell you on the other side of it, the freedom is unbelievable. When I said no, when I carved out time, the freedom that came with that over time through healing, through counseling, all those sort of things, uh, it has been unbelievable change can start today in your life and you can't let your schedule and the demands of your schedule rule your life, right? Christ is supposed to be ruling things. He's the one that we're following 
And it begins right where you're at. And so uh, God bless you. I hope you're encouraged by uh, by these things. And it, it, at the very minimum, hopefully this is a, a time where you can say, hey, there's some things that need to change in my life and it's time to get aggressive and make those changes uh, with God's help. Here's how Daily Pastor supports church leaders. First, register your email to get access to our latest content. Second, subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media. Third, get the encouragement and tools you need. This is a Thriving in Ministry podcast.